Grief can sometimes feel like sitting on a three-legged chair or flying with one wing. Sometimes you feel like your heart is shredding while it is beating in your chest. For me, it was crying in public for no reason or holding mom's number, hoping that somehow she might pick up. Sometimes it was like an eclipse that never seemed to go away. I felt that God, who is all-powerful, should have done everything to keep my loved one alive. Yet for sure, life is not guaranteed. When does grief end? And when do you begin to feel human again? Hello there. My name is Nyamishana Prudence. Welcome to Nyamishana's podcast. Today, we are talking about this touchy subject, grief. Luckily, I am not on this journey alone. My co-host today is the amazing Ugandan feminist psychologist Hazel Moliro. Hi Hazel. Hi Prue. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I've not seen you since COVID attacked our beautiful country. I know. It's been <laughs> so long. Yeah. Can you please tell me more about who you are and the work that you do? Hi, my name is Hazel Murido. Uh Like Prue said, I'm amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm a feminist. I'm a community psychologist. And I'm the team leader at Mindful Conversations, Mentally Aware Uganda. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more about Mindful Conversations. I have heard nice things about it and followed uh, you guys on Twitter. But what exactly do you do? So Mindful Conversations is my baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mindful Conversations is a platform and an organization that aims at creating awareness and a healthy and mentally aware Uganda. So from identifying a problem to coming up with a solution, so we create awareness on mental health and mental health issues. We provide free psychosocial support. Uh, We help people pay for therapy because it's quite pricey here in... You help people pay for therapy? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, every month, we try to avail two people with two free sessions. Mm. And then there are people who can afford some of the therapy fee and maybe they can't get the rest of the money. So we top up for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we help pair them with vetted mental health professionals. We are very intentional with who our patients see. Yeah. Yeah. Because on top of us not having many mental health professionals and clinicians in Uganda, Mm. some of them are not really doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we try to make sure that while people are on their journey of healing and trying to seek treatment, they don't take two steps uh, forward and then like eight steps back because Because of a bad therapist. The person supposed to help them isn't Mm. doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Mm. You guys are doing amazing work. And uh, thank you so much for accepting to be my co-host today. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, what is grief? So, simply put, grief is your response to loss. Yeah. That's the simple definition. Mm. But, 
uh, a mental health professional would describe this as acute pain that accompanies loss. Yeah. So the pain is not necessarily physical, but it's emotional, mental, and psychological. Yeah. yeah. So there's, uh, I was reading an article on brain pickings. Um, uh, and, uh, they were quoting someone called Raya Elias. This is what he had to say. Grief happens upon you. It is bigger than you. There is a humility you have to step into when you surrender to being moved through the landscape of grief by grief itself. And it has its own time frame. It has its own power over you. And it will come when it comes. And when it comes, it's a bow down. It's a curve out. And it comes when it wants to. And it curves you out. And it comes in the middle of the night. Comes in the middle of the day. Comes in the middle of a meeting. Comes in the middle of a meal. It arrives. And it's this tremendously forceful arrival. And it can't be resisted without you suffering a little more. The posture that you take, it hits you to your knees in absolute humility. And you let it rock. You let it rock you until it's done with you. And it will be done with you eventually. And when it is done, it will leave. But to stiffen, to resist, and to fight it is to hurt yourself. What do you think about that quote? I agree with Raya. Mm. Loss doesn't have a formula. Grieving doesn't have a formula. Yeah. Um, I know that um, there are the stages of grief that people have popularized, you mm -hmm. know, the denial, anger, beginning, depression, and acceptance. Yeah. But it varies person to person. Yes. So I do agree with Raya. Mm. And it doesn't have a, a time. Grief knows no time, knows no place. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's actually quite beautiful. I can actually relate uh, because I have gone through grief. And sometimes, uh, uh, just like love or any other strong emotion, it is difficult to define. Yeah. Um, looking at myself when we lost our mother, uh, my siblings seemed to grieve earlier on uh, when, when, when our mother had passed away. But I, my grief period was delayed. I, it hit me almost so many years later because I was in denial. Uh, that is why I said in the introduction, you find yourself picking up the phone and, and, and because you have not yet accepted and 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 yeah it 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 was it it was very later difficult to deal with alone and that is when you step in and say okay i think i need somebody to walk with me on this um journey so uh, how do grieving people cope okay so glad you asked this question yeah so People cope differently to different things. Mm -hmm. So another thing I think I should state is uh, coping can be healthy. Oh, and unhealthy. unhealthy. Yeah. Tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about the healthy. Mm -hmm. But of course, I'll touch a bit on the unhealthy. Because yeah. sometimes people don't know that something is unhealthy. Mm. Or something can be healthy, but if it's, there's too much of it, it becomes unhealthy. Yeah. 
So, we'll start with the one that we all know as Banai Uganda, mm-hmm. the party after party. Yeah. Uh, many people use partying and alcohol mm-hmm. as a coping mechanism. Yeah. Enjoying yourself isn't a bad thing. It's actually quite good for you. It's quite healthy mm-hmm. to let loose, to dance, you know, to give in to, you know, a spontaneous night. Yeah. But I think um, as a people, we've gone a bit overboard. Yeah. You know, uh, before the lockdown, I think you can attest, if you pass by some streets in Kampala, it's a Monday, but it doesn't look like a Monday, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, I'm not here to bash the party after party. Mm-hmm. I just want us to get to a place where we know, where we're having fun in the healthy way. Where well, we can't hide our grief into beer and waraji exactly. and, and, and partying. Yuji <laughs> Coco. Yeah. And uh-huh, that is one of the unhealthy ways. Yeah. 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 Uh, for me, uh, one of the unhealthy ways, I told you my grief uh, was delayed. Like I, I should have gone through the process quicker. Yeah. But yes, the denial. But I also chose, um, I chose food. Mm. And I chose isolation. Mm. So uh, why I chose isolation is because I used to break, I used to cry, like, in public. Mm. (laughs) So my home was my heaven to cry. (laughs) I said, let me make my home very comfortable. And then I will suck up all the emotions that come from work or from uh, a mean comment. And I will isolate myself. And then I enjoyed the isolation. I would do what I wanted to do. I would mm. eat when I feel like. I, w- I went on a proper self-destructive journey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so I added, after the loss of my mom, I added about 10 kilos oh. in a space of two months. So for me, avoidance of the emotion was like one of the, my, my, the self-destructive uh, coping mechanisms. Yeah. 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 So again, I want to, I think something I always like to point out eh, Mm. is some of these things that we do, you know, that induce this feel good chemical in our brains. Yeah. If we take them, if we do them too much, they become unhealthy. Yes. Yeah. So another healthy coping mechanism is asking for help and especially asking for help from trusted people and mm-hmm. having a support system because yeah. they're the ones who come and step a te- uh, come and take a step and say prove okay now this is becoming a little too much yeah. come on let's get out of the house so how do i map out the healthy people mm. because sometimes uh, friends mm. don't understand it's five years later and you're st- you are finally beginning to accept and they're like Come on, you should have moved on already by now. So how do you map out the healthy people? So first of all, I'd like to empathize with you. If that did indeed happen to you or to anyone that that has happened to, you know, um, I'm aware like it's, it's a bit of human nature where sometimes people, they don't think about the things that they say, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, however, Mapping out and figuring out which friends you can go to, especially with mourning and loss, I think yeah. the first thing to consider 
consider the friends who have gone some to who has gone through something similar yeah yeah so if for instance you have a friend who you also know lost a parent mm -hmm. they can be the first person you reach out to yeah um uh, speaking to a friend who plays a similar role. For instance, Prue, you lost your mom. If you have a close friend who's also a mom, she would be a good candidate because she knows what it, the position of a mother and mm -hmm. the position of a daughter. Yeah. You know, uh, another way to kind of identify someone in your circle who would be ideal to be your support system during that time mm -hmm. is um, basing off someone's let's say past if in the past they have been there for you even for trivial things you give yeah. them a chance you you give them a shout out you say hey babe mm -hmm. um can we meet are you free can we go for lunch or if you're okay just calling them can i call you i want to tell you something mm -hmm. you know serious yeah yeah and also sometimes a support system looks like a group you yeah. never know who is going to help you yeah i personally have a group of amazing ladies i just go in the group and i say who is free yeah i need someone to hype me who is free mm -hmm. i need a like a pep talk and whoever is free in that time mm. is the one who will reach out yeah and uh you know in a uh, friend groups there are those who are closer with others but you can be surprised that the one you're least close with is the one that will be support there. yeah yeah so sometimes the support looks like a group of people and mm -hmm. then the one who will really step up comes. Yeah. It's not always, I have identified you, Prue. Mm -hmm. You are the one who yeah. will take me through this. <laughs> it's, not, it's not always like that. Mm. Yeah, there's no formula, but that's just a few ways you can. Okay, so um, I want you to describe for me some of the uh, grief patients that you've worked with. How do they describe their grief? Yeah. So uh, some of our patients, uh, much like you, went through denial mm. for the longest time. Yeah. Uh, with regards to loss of a person, a loved one, they missed the person, but it hadn't yet registered yes. properly that they are gone, gone. Mm -hmm. Like they're gone, or I can't see them, but it hadn't fully registered of, wait, they're not. They're, They're actually not, not coming anymore. back. Yeah. Yeah. So for the longest time that happened. And then, uh, unfortunately, because of the world that we live in, another tragic event would occur. Yes. That would force them to deal with also this, mm -hmm. you know. So then uh, we would have to help them deal with the first kind of loss and then this other, you know, second tragedy and help yeah. them cope with both those things you know separately but also at the same time yeah you know? yeah uh the other kind of loss i know that we don't talk about often except for loss of a loved one is um loss of something that uh, like an important role in your life or loss of something that you consider a part of you for instance if someone went to school of law and mm -hmm. that is what they wanted to be. They were sure that's what they want to be. But then after school, nothing is working out and they want to be a content creator. Mm -hmm. That loss of identity. Yes. That loss of that role. Like your Hazel is a psychologist. So who is Hazel when she's not a psychologist? Mm -hmm. the, that loss is another kind of loss that we usually uh, deal with with mindful patients. Yeah. And we have to help 
take them through that grieving process because they have to grieve on their journey to find out who they are now yeah yeah but also um we can i i as you spoke something came into my mind mm. and um the way ugandans put value to things if i say hey my name is uh prudence and i am co-founder kweta uganda Yes. People not actually because they don't know Kweta and all these things. Yes. They will not pay. A, they will not. They will don't. I, I, they will not pay so much attention. And like when I say, "Oh, my name is Prudence and I work for the UN," immediately mm. there is interest. Yeah. So that is where the identity crisis, especially when you've lost who you wanted to be or yes. what you associated with. Oh, also, as you spoke, I think one of the uh, losses for me, I, I feel, are um, divorce, separation. Yes. You're dating this uh, very beautiful person <laughs> yes. who everyone identified you as uh, related to, mm. or you've lost the missus or, me, uh, you know, so-and-so's husband title. Yes. And so they are friends were your friends. And, and, and so it was a mix. I think it causes a lot of grief. What do you yes. think? Yes. Yeah. Mm. We don't just grieve people we love. Mm -hmm. We also grieve things and yeah. titles and identities yeah. and all these things. We grieve them as well. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most common that the most common kind of grief that I deal with. Yeah. At mindful conversations. Let's dig a little more into the um, grieving as black women. Oh yes. Yeah. So um I think uh, bell hooks does uh, <laughs> I think for me after, after the lockdown I discovered bell hooks uh, obviously through Kanyomozi <laughs> Kanyomozi I mention her every podcast these days yeah. uh, but bell hooks in uh, sisters of the yam she talks about uh, loss and she's very very articulate in uh, talking about how black women grieve mm. yeah and um she like i told you that one of the one of the coping mechanisms is isolation yeah and the city is a perfect cover yeah exactly <laughs> you are wearing makeup mm. you go to work smile yeah yeah and then go back home alone yeah. Final, suddenly you're alone in the car, you're alone in the house, you're alone you at a park. You alone in your office You're alone, even. yeah, in, in the office. It's, hi, how are you? Is everything all right? Yes, everything goes all right. Here is a quote from uh, Sisters of the Young by Bell Hooks. Yeah. Although depressed black females may completely withdraw in private life, in the public realm, will often continue to present a mask of normalcy. Yeah. Even when we know we are suffering life-threatening blues. She puts blues in quotes. Mm. How do we grieve as black women who are expected to be strong? Yeah? I was... Um, I was we, we were talking about... Uh, someone posted during the lockdown and said oh i never wanted babies but suddenly i do what i want babies yeah. and then uh, uh she's like 
why is it that these days I even grieve a menstruation? Mm. Yeah? Mm. Like, why do I feel very, very sad when my period comes and it did not yield um, a, pregnancy. a pregnancy? So how do we grieve in a society that expects strong... Super luck? women. Super women. Get it together. You lost a baby. Get on with life. You'll get another one. Mm. Grieving and loss as black women, especially as African women, Ugandan women. Yes. Is like how they put it on Twitter, an extreme sport. Yeah. The, the word strong is following us. Mm-hmm. It's following us. You have to be strong. You have to be ready. That's what it means to be a woman. Yeah. I think we should reject that. Yeah. On a personal and professional opinion, we should reject yeah. Being strong is a good thing, but it shouldn't be something that's held against us. We are allowed to cry, we are allowed to feel bad, we are allowed to have bad days where we don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. We are allowed to send an SOS text to a friend, to a lover, and we need to reject that label of like you're strong. Yeah. You're strong because once you accept it and you embrace it, then you're not allowed to take it off, you know, mm-hmm. and we should be allowed to take it off like a jacket. You, if you want to be strong and if you, you know, want you're to fight something, strong. yes, yeah. put on your Armstrong blazer and, you know, yeah, face the world. But if you want to be vulnerable, if you want to cry, if you're not up for the fight, mm-hmm. you should be able to take that jacket off and say no i'm not ready yeah i I need help i need help i need someone to hold my hand yeah i need to go to someone that will support me exactly i need to rest (laughs) and that comes to our healthy coping mechanisms of asking for help not just from a support system Mm -hmm. but also from a therapist and mental health professional yeah we are going to take a, a short break and then we shall come back shortly and continue with this lovely conversation <laughs> Uh, so Hazel, um, we were talking about healthy coping mechanisms and and yeah, uh, I would like you to talk a little more about self-care and especially for, for, for us as black women or whoever is listening in, whether a black woman or black man or whatever you, 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 you identify as. How do we then take care of ourselves? So, uh, like you've said, writing, journaling, so many of these creative things, these creative outlets are good for us. They're mm. healthy coping mechanisms. Yeah. Um, videography, photography, these mm-hmm. things are very good for you to cope. Yeah. Uh, for mindful patients, journaling and writing is very popular. 
yeah. among them. Mm-hmm. I think they enjoy imagining themselves as the greats, as the Chinua Achebe. <laughs> Even if it's, no one is going to read it, they yeah. love that. Yeah. And the fav- their favorite part is when I say, how about we reread? Yeah. Would you like to reread a general entry from this day? Oh, that's mm-hmm. their best thing. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm providing like psychosocial support and we're having our calls, mm-hmm. that's their favorite part. The moment I say, oh, I'm so sorry this happened. And then I say, how about, you know, we maybe go and reread a general entry. Yeah. You know, that's like the best thing. They say, yes, actually, every time I reread, I feel good. They, they love that. Mm. Uh, another popular coping skill amongst them is... um. Uh, okay, this is a coping skill, but it's also a strategy, uh, is writing gratitude notes. Yes. Some have a gratitude journal, but mm-hmm. others have gratitude notes. Yeah. We have some, there are some jars that I provide, actually, they, well, I think they're supposed, for, supposed to be for drinking water, because that's what I use mine <laughs> for. But then some of them uh, take up the straw and they like write on small pieces of paper what they're grateful for and roll it and throw in there. Yeah. So on a bad day, they, they open the jar and they read to themselves and it lifts their spirits. On the days when they're feeling overwhelmed. Yeah, they're feeling overwhelmed. They need yeah. a reminder from themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of especially the gratitude journal and gratitude notes. Yeah. That the reminder is from you. Even if you wrote it last month or last year, it's from you as compared to... This one is telling me I'm amazing. Yeah, because on amazing. a bad day, on an overwhelming day, you feel like I am not good enough. That's when all those negative emotions all pile up. Yeah. But how about the jar? I think will remind you about your awesomeness. Yeah, and the jar can be positioned in a place in your house that also evokes these positive emotions. Yes. So our spaces are also creating, that's also a coping mechanism, creating yeah. a healthy and happy space. Yeah. So I know some people don't live there. Maybe they still live with family or with people who they don't feel happy, but they can create a small some section in that house, yeah. like their room or the bathroom is their car sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Placing something like that in that, in your little sanctuary there. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's the place you go to mm-hmm. when you need to feel better about yourself. Yeah. Um, I, uh, we have a, a patient and a personal friend of mine. She, uh, like, got photos of everyone who's important in her life and, like, pegged them. And then, like, when you come to her house, she tells you, please write for me a message mm-hmm. behind your picture. <laughs> so she needs that reminder that, you know, there are people who love me, I'm loved, and it's hung, like, next to her bed. Yeah. Yeah. So um, another popular coping uh, skill is actually wellness and fitness, working yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, physical health and mental health are linked. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, because I think in our culture, we are not... Africans are not runners. Like we, we didn't grow That's up we, seeing. We are the ones up. who win the Olympics. No, but we didn't grow up whereby it's normalized that you get up in the morning and uh, mommy say guya and you know uh, moti they are going to run in the morning. It's not. <laughs> it's not that common, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So when people take up, you know, uh, they start a fitness journey and now they they run and now mm-hmm. they go to the gym. That kind of motivates them. They love to see the changes with their bodies. Mm-hmm. They love to just have something to do, to, to add into their routine as compared to maybe before they didn't have a routine. And Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a coping mechanism and a, 
and the personal coping mechanism and skill that I use, mm -hmm. I personally, is, um, excuse me, Twitter. Twitter is a coping mechanism? Yeah. Wow. I have successfully cleaned my timeline. Okay. I go there and I laugh. I laugh and I learn. Mm -hmm. Like it's the it's so weird. I, need I go there. That so I badly. laugh and I learn. Like I go there, the feminists are teaching me, but then mm -hmm. at the same time they're saying some funny things and it's hilarious. Yeah. I go there and then like I follow so many meme accounts. Like mm -hmm. I laugh. I really laugh. Like for me, Twitter is like I understand social media can be, you know, toxic. Mm -hmm. But I've successfully cleaned my account congratulations it's not just twitter um i also know a gentleman uh he's a patient it's his instagram yeah. uh, he's very artistic and creative he's not yet i think in a space where he wants to create anything or share anything mm. but he he goes his instagram has art and his tattoos and that's his safe place and mm -hmm. i don't think anyone knows it's his account yeah but he's following all these accounts and every time he goes there and he sees what all these people can make it like you know mm -hmm. pushes him and he's so happy and he tells me he he he's it motivates him to draw and also create things even if he shares them with no one yeah so some of the things in our lives can be repurposed for good yeah yeah, because I it took me a while to clean my Twitter, but now, like like every afternoon there, I'm like, oh, let me log in and see what funny thing <laughs> is going, going on right now. Yeah. Mm. So uh, therapy has been uh, stigmatized. It's uh, uh, this generation, the Twitter generation, that is actually uh, redefining therapy for us as Ugandans. Yes. Um, so what does it, what does that mean to you as a therapist? Um, how is it helping access? If you can talk about, talk more about therapy and access, how accessible is it? Um, does it, is it even needed? Does therapy actually work? It works and it's very much needed. Mm. First of all, I'm so happy with how people are giving it a shot. Yeah. People are open to it. Mm -hmm. Like people, you tell, people are considering it, mm -hmm. which is amazing <laughs> to me. Yeah. Whereas before they would be like, therapy. Where even therapists? Yeah. But now, even on Twitter, if someone tweets, ah, guys, where can you find a counselor? It's common for at mentally aware UG mindful conversations to be tagged. Yes. Or I see uh, my other, our other colleagues who do similar work, I see them being tagged, you know, mental health UG, you know, uh, strong minds, you see them being tagged when someone asks. As compared to, I think when I had just joined the platform, I used not to see that. Mm. But now you see it. You see people tagging you, people tagging other people. So that is just like so great yeah uh with regards to accessibility we still have a very long way to go yeah yeah uh we are privileged we live in kampala mm -hmm. you know we some of us have good jobs uh so we are privileged enough to one know where to ask for help from and to afford to afford it and even how to get there yeah um many people don't have that uh, public hospitals as much as the mental health 
treatment act was passed mm. people still aren't aware that they can go to a government hospital mm -hmm. with, with a loved one or someone who is struggling with their mental health mm. like they know they can take them to the hospital but everyone still knows butabika or the esbosa mental health unit in mulago yeah so we still have a very long way to go but the future is looking bright we just have to keep pushing we just have to keep you know uh, yeah. educating people and creating the awareness because now people are aware that it's it's bigger than just witchcraft or bad luck or good is testing you they know oh, that you're weak uh -huh, they know that it's not that anymore there's something else going on yeah, yeah. so um sharing one another according this is another bell hooks uh, uh quote uh, uh, i i will quote bell hooks as much as i want because <laughs> i can't because like uh, she really touched my she's she's my guardian angel these days mm. sharing with one another ways to process pain and grief black women challenge old myths that would have us repress emotional feeling in order to appear strong we talked about that earlier. This is important because botched in grief can erupt into illness. Yeah. So how, what are the consequences of not actually dealing with grief? So yeah, um, I think here would be a nice time to talk about grief and depression. Yeah. If we don't deal with grief, mm -hmm. if we don't deal with our loss, it can boil over. Yeah and become something more than it should have been. Mm. Uh, and that applies, I think, to most uh, tragedies that happen in our lives, most tragic events. Yes. If we don't resolve it, if we don't And they're healing, bound to come because yeah. we are, uh, this, this is a journey of life. Exactly. Yeah. There is no, it's not a smooth road. There are some bumps along the way. So mm. how do we get through that? Yeah. So, um, so uh, maybe the, the depression, it is one of the most uh, stigmatized and feared uh, mental health issues. Yes. People, uh, even as we make progress, it's it's people say, "Oh, I'm dealing with anxiety," and people don't judge you. Yes. But depression, people are quick to say, "Oh my God, this person might kill themselves." Yeah. Or, so, what can you say more about uh, depression? Um, Bell hooks again. Yeah. <laughs> Do you say that bell hooks, as defined by psychologists, generally involves quitting or giving up, mm. feeling that present conditions and future possibilities are intolerable, that depressed person goes on strike from life, yes. doing less and less, losing interest in people, work, hobbies, and so on. Such depression is strongly linked with cancer. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So um, then what we can conclude with in our conversation, mm. how do we support each other as yeah. black women? Yeah. Yeah. Do we have any grief support groups in Uganda? And uh, what does it take to form one? Do I have to be a therapist or a counselor? Mm. And... Uh, where are the spaces in our lives where we're able to acknowledge our pain and express grief? Mm. According to Bell Hooks again, if we cannot ad identify those spaces, we need to make them. Yeah. 
So um, I'd just like to say that many of the symptoms of grief overlap with those of depression. Yeah. There is sadness and often a loss of capacity for pleasure, insomnia, and many things. Mm -hmm. But the symptoms of grief tend to lessen with time. Yeah. But those of depression won't. Yeah. Or may not. So um, with regards to depression, uh, it's always important to see, for, for any mental health issues that arrive, be it grief, depression, anxiety, I would advise someone to see a mental health professional mm. because a mental health professional can see and better identify something you can't yeah. and can give a diagnosis. Mm. I love comparing physical and mental health because we are familiar with physical health. Yeah, fluke, so, when it comes, it's fluke. You even know what to take. Let yeah. me take fruits. Let yeah. me drink a lot of water. Mm -hmm. But we don't know what to do when we our minds are not feeling well. Yeah. Yeah, so mental health professionals can better help guide and give a diagnosis and identify what's going on mm. so that if it is depression, mild depression, or if it is, you know, clinical depression, if you need to see a diagnostician, if you may need some medication or not, yeah. at least then you've taken the right steps to healing. Mm. So uh, so does, uh, does uh, maybe for hope, because of the stigma that has come exactly. with depression, for hope purposes uh, from this podcast, does depression heal? Depression heals. Mental illness is curable and it heals and you can lead a normal life. Yeah. You can lead a normal life. Mm. That's why I love to make comparisons with physical health, you know? Yeah. You can get better. Mm. You can go in remission, <laughs> you know? And get fine. And get And fine. find your wings again. If you're out there dealing with grief, there's hope. Uh, you, you, you can move on and, and live life again and enjoy this beautiful world of ours. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So accessibility for uh, mental health services and therapy mm. isn't where we want it to be, but we at least have spaces yeah. now. Mm. We have something to start with. Like um, Bell Hook said, how do we begin to create these spaces? Spaces. And the spaces have already Begun. begun. So are there support groups for, um, uh, yeah. I see them in the movies, I've not yet seen them in Uganda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so I know a few people who uh, carry out these support groups. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, like I told you at the beginning, Mindful Conversations is very intentional with who we pair our patients with. Yes. So uh, we personally have not yet started group. Mm -hmm. Because uh, we want to make sure when we do begin it, we don't we no we don't make any errors mm. at all, if that's even a possibility. Yeah. So of course we'll do a bit of pre. In the movies, we usually see that people <laughs> they say I need group, or someone drags them to a group and they just enter. And, and most of speak. them facilitated by church. I've noticed. Mm. Even if it's not church, um, in real life we're going to have to pre-screen people. We can't yes. just you know get people like it, it, it's it wouldn't be a bad thing but it's best if we pre-screen people and you know people with different issues with similar issues are grouped together yeah. you know because on top of the group therapist helping you your personal lived experiences and journeys help others yes. who are part of the group mm -hmm. so in the movies they don't show you that they just show <laughs> strange people walking into the room and then it's a sitcom and it's a good time and mm -hmm. at the end of the movie everyone is healed yay, yay. but that's not really what happens yeah 
So uh, Mindful Conversations is working on that. However, mm -hmm. for the um, religious people, mm -hmm. if you're someone, a person of faith, I would recommend uh, The Vessel Is Me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are a platform uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, International Bereavement Day was on Sunday, and uh, they had a they held a Facebook Live conversation with one. What of is the page again? Vessel is me. Vessel is me. Yeah. Okay. So they do talk about grief and therapy, and you know how to deal with your conversation. And they had a good um. The the discussion was centered mostly around men because we know in our society men aren't allowed to have feelings or to cry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vessel as me is a good place. They mm -hmm. have uh, the support services. Okay. There is also a, a lady. She's called Angela Nsimbi. She is a counselor. Uh, and uh, she also carries out group in Tinder, actually, every last Friday of the month. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, these are people who are somewhat faith-based, religious-based. Mm -hmm. I, I, I really just want to stress that uh, biblical counseling may not be the same as actual therapy yeah uh but that doesn't mean that a mental health professional isn't present mm -hmm. but i i i i point out that this is faith-based and biblical based for a reason yeah yeah because not everyone is christian not everyone wants that right now yeah they need just a therapist who who's just there mm. to be a therapist and to, listen yeah to apply the principles taught in psychology yeah yeah uh, so those are the two that I know now, uh, but we are working on something, mm -hmm. yeah, specifically for black women, for Ugandan women, mm -hmm. a support group. Uh, and also, I'd like to encourage people to create support groups amongst themselves. Yeah. Because sometimes... Healing spaces. Yeah, sometimes you have the support group, you just don't know it. <laughs> I personally, in like... Personally, I am a part of an amazing support group. I can't believe it and how it happened. Mm. So we're in that group. We support each other. We check on each other. We try to meet once a month. Yeah. And in that group, I don't feel like, oh, Hazel is the psychologist in this group supposed to all lead us to, to, to <laughs> healing and it's, happiness. It's Hazel they, is caring. Yeah, they remember. <laughs> they say, oh, wait, our Hazel needs help our hazel who has checked on hazel you know mm. so sometimes the support group is is there but maybe you haven't identified it yet yeah so you can look in your circles because um you had said something about do you do we in in supporting these in creating these groups do we need to to study counseling do we need <laughs> do we need yeah. to be psychologists yeah. so um you find uh because of now like limited resources like mm. in our country some of the uh, mental health professionals, actually paraprofessionals at these, um, like for, for, for instance, Esboha Mental Health uh, Unit in Mulago, mm. some of those paraprofessionals are former patients themselves. Okay. So they are now just, the mental health professionals are equipping them with enough skills to provide like a quote-unquote first aid of sorts because mm. they themselves have, um, have formally... Um, struggled with mental health issues so you find they are equipped with just some knowledge so they are paraprofessionals yeah they are that maybe they can meet you and guide you through until you see mm. the actual therapist or clinician or whoever yeah yeah so for people who want to be 
a part of that who want to help but then you don't necessarily have to first go to school of psychology yeah. we are willing to help such people we are willing to take you on and just equip you with some skills you can provide some psychosocial support mm. and both uh to organizations like mindful or whatever organizations and also on a personal level yeah. you are better equipped with how to handle it if tomorrow your daughter or sister comes to you and says yeah. i'm struggling mm. yeah wow uh that is like very very good information and 2020 has been too much yeah. whether it is a loved one that you know well uh, that has died there's been too much there's too much, much death loss. going it's too much loss loss of jobs loss of identity loss of celebrities uh yeah. we uh, people are mourning the loss of Chadwick Boseman exactly. because celebrities actually movies uh they play a big role in our lives in our lives we see film film is based of people yes. and people are based on yeah. film like it's Chadwick Boseman wasn't just some fictional super badass in the movie. He he was an African man, he's a black man. He he, he was playing critical roles in our identity. Exactly. Yeah. And pride. Yeah, he's it's it's more than just this fake Wakanda place. Like it yeah. to us in our hearts it's real, it's you real. know. It's real to our children. Mm-hmm. You know the little kids who watched this like yeah. they're going to grow up and say what happened to this guy? I never saw him again, you know. Mm-hmm. For instance, I Spider-Man was very important to me growing up. Yeah. And then I grew up and I'm like, wait, this Toby guy died when how? Mm. He was so cool. Yeah. So yeah. So so and it's okay to grieve. it's okay not to be okay yeah uh i mean it's becoming cliche but yes repeat it to yourself you we can't always put on masks okay yeah put on your mask for corona but yeah. for your mental health don't put on a mask don't take on, it off throw take it off uh, throw it those ends and, and and yeah so is 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 there anything else Hazel, that you want to talk about um in con- in closing Yeah. Um I just want people to know that um our minds get sick. Mm. Like it's not told to us, so it's kind of foreign. But the way you can get flu, your mind has a like a flu of its own when you're headache. not feeling well, headache, yeah, fatigue, you know. Uh oh, pause there a little bit. Yes. Dear Ugandan women, it is okay to rest. Okay? Rest. My sisters don't know that in their vocabulary. They have been working, 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 working. They don't feel like resting. Resting is a luxury. But try and rest. Okay? And don't one of the things that I feel at first when I was learning how to take a break, I would feel guilty about resting. Mm. Yeah? I would feel like you need to be doing something and then before you know it you are breaking into so many pieces uh i've i've learned how to choose myself yeah every day so so fatigue can sometimes even blow what you're feeling out of proportion exactly and it's okay to rest yeah. and also another thing as someone who has experienced grief you need to surround yourself with people who build you up Can yeah. we say that again? Like do not bring toxic people in your space. Surround yourself with 
people who love you, support you, yeah. and build you. Yeah. Not someone who is willing to take a job at you at every opportunity or to see predict because grief is very grief is very um uh, grief or mental health is it's very, very deceptive. Yeah. You look at a woman, she's looking beautiful. Her hair is well tanned. Ugandan women, we are beautiful and yes. provoked. Yes. We're just out here being flawless. But then sometimes people want to bring you down. Yeah. With comments. With yet they don't know what you're dealing with. Yeah. Hazel, can you help me emphasize empathy and kindness? I can't stress this enough. Be kind. Mm -hmm. Even when you don't want to be kind, okay, be quiet. Yeah. Be if you kind. have nothing nice to say, shut up. Be kind, be polite, be empathetic. Mm -hmm. you know? And I know this is something that's like trivial, but be kind. It costs nothing. To everyone and anyone. The yeah. safe border guy. Yeah. Be kind. Kindness and empathy are things that improve not just our mental health yeah. as individuals but other people around and us. the society and the society as a whole so uh, like i was saying look after your mind like you look after your body mm. and if you've not really been looking after your body start now and then look after your mind <laughs> as well exercise walk you know um, it's it well, well. Yeah. look this is a very gifted country exactly like i do you know do you have you realized that pineapples have been in in season all year long actually i if i'm being honest i like grew up i had to first grow up and reach university to realize there is seasonal something because i saw them all the time mm -hmm. Like it hit me like, oh wait, <laughs> why can't I find pineapples? There is a season. Yeah. Because we are so blessed, you may not, if you never think about it, you mm -hmm. just think, I don't know, it's pine everyone is eating pineapples right now. Yeah. So eat well. Yeah. As you're building immunity against COVID-19, please build immunity. Your, your, protect your mental health also. Yeah. Uh, because, because we need you alive to contribute to the development of this country. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Hazel. Thank you so much, Prue. Yeah. So thank you so much, listeners, for 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 tuning in the, the the listenership is actually growing and this podcast was produced by paul kawanguzi thank you so much paul and uh the background music is by sona jobate obviously the gambian multi-instrumentalist composer from the gambia until next time bye bye bye